people who have achieved the point of where they can have passive income don't lay down. Success Forces, Part 20, Passive Income. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And right now we are in the middle of a series, the second portion of this series, simply called Success Forces. And today I am going to deal with another one of those success forces, the success force of passive income. Now I know you're saying that doesn't sound like a real spiritual sermon. The success force of passive income. The comedian Jackie Mason said, he says, money is not the most important thing in the world. Love is. He said, fortunately, I love money. (laughs) Now it was a joke, but it's real. That's why Jesus had to tell the preachers of the Pharisees, he said, for the Pharisees are covetousness, for they love money. So money has always been a part of life in one form or another. And today's message is going to be actually partly business and partly spiritual. But I tell you that business is spiritual. Money is spiritual because either you have a divine or worldly spirit guiding you or you've got logic and no divine, and you're just doing stuff by the world. So you either have a divine or worldly spirit guiding you, even with your money and even with your business. But when God guides you with your money, most of the time it will line up with worldly principles, except in the arena of your giving, because that's the thing that goes against the worldly principle. The worldly principle says, if I keep more for myself, I will have more. And God says to them who shall give, even more shall be added unto them. So there's a difference in that principle. That's the one place where it leaves logic. But so much of what God speaks, even in his word about money, is logical and it makes practical sense. And right now, the reason I'm dealing with this success force of passive income, passive income is all the rage right now. Let me tell you what passive income basically means. Passive incomes means that you're getting money and doing no work. That's really what it boils down to. I meet with my boys every week and we talk about their aspirations, what they want to do. And my two oldest, one of them says, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I am 30 years old. And he has a plan for that. And the other one says, he said, well, I really want to focus on some passive income. And I understood what he meant by passive income. The modern generation is not geared to the generation prior where they were interested you know the prior generation and they just worked till they drop you know they worked till they retired they just hard work the younger generation to be honest about it is just not interested in all that heavy hard work so my son said I want to develop me some passive income it is a great word that really means I want to get paid without going to work then there's nothing wrong particularly with that if it's done the right way and there is a success force of passive income but 95 percent of people who go after passive income never achieve it and if you google now how to make passive income you come up with all this long list of stuff they will tell you you know they'll tell you to start a youtube channel and if you start a youtube channel and you build all of these followers you can make all of this money you can But 95% or perhaps 99% of people who start a YouTube channel, I would say most of the people here and here listening to me now got a YouTube channel, but you ain't making a penny off that YouTube channel. So the, the challenge is you can do it. They talk about starting a blog. You can make money off a blog. All you got to do is get all these followers on your blog and you make all this money. Yes, you can. But 99% of people who start a blog never make a penny off of that blog. You can write an ebook. And you can make all this money, you write an ebook and you publish your ebook, the people just download the ebook and just pay you forever. It sounds good. And you know, once you finish your ebook, you can just be laying up there asleep. And your money is just rolling in while you snoozing, while you count sheep, while you off in dreamland, your money just rolling in. 
They've got all of these seminars that you can buy and your people will teach you how to make all of this money passively, which means that you don't have to do any work and the money just rolls in. A lot of people will go into business so they can have passive income, so they can stop working. Not understanding that most entrepreneurs who go in business, they work harder than the folk working a nine-to-five. They don't understand that principle. When I taught the 24-hour MBA and this sanctuary was full, I asked, I said, look, how many of you in here in business, and it's just you? You don't have any employees, it's just you. About 85% of the people, if not 90% of the people, raised their hand. They were in business, they were here for the 24-hour MBA at the 24hourmba.com. They were here to learn. We taught 24 sessions to teach people how to run business, but 90%, it was just them. So a lot of times we may go into business so we can relax, not realizing the chances are you're not going to relax. The chances are you're going to work your behind off. So I want to talk to you about just the success force of passive income. First of all, passive takes massive. What do you mean passive takes massive? Passive income, as a general rule, takes a massive amount of work. Now, you can get passive income. Matter of fact, I can get passive income right now. To be honest, I don't have to go to work if I don't want to. I just don't. I don't have to go to work for the whole year, and my income will not change. My money will just keep rolling in. But the principle is this. Usually, people who have achieved the point of where they can have passive income don't lay down. If you look at the top four richest people in the world right now, number one is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos worth perhaps $200 billion. That's $200,000 million. A lot of money. So he's worth a lot of money. Do you know Bezos still going to work every day? He's still running Amazon. He's still the CEO of Amazon. And he is no remote CEO. Bezos making decisions. He's actively involved. Bezos still working his mind. The richest man in the world. He can be passive all day. He does not have to work another day in his life. Bill Gates, second richest man in the world. Now, he doesn't work at Microsoft, but he's constantly working at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The man is doing all kind of changes. Some people are calling him the Antichrist because he's working so much on these vaccines. He's not the Antichrist. It's just... Folk get all kind of conspiracy theories here and there, but the point is the man's still working. He's worth $100 billion. He don't have to hit a lick of the snake the rest of his life. He's the same age as I am. He's still going to work every day. He's still working hard. He's still working to change the world. These two men have the ability for passive income more than anybody on earth. Warren Buffett just turned 90. He is the third richest man in the world, or fourth, one of the two. And Warren still go to work every day. Warren still invested. The man, 90. He's 90 years old, all those billions of dollars, and he's still going to work. The fourth one is Elon Musk, who just made it to number four. Founder of Tesla, SpaceX. Do you know Elon Musk was also one of the co-founders of PayPal? They sold PayPal for $200 million. Elon, when he sold PayPal, could have retired, had passive income, did not have to work another day in his life. Elon started Tesla. Elon started SpaceX. Elon started the boarding company. Elon started the solar roof tiles. Elon started Neuralink. The man's still working. When he was building Tesla with all this money, he was working 100 hours a week. And he still works hard. So the point is, those who have the ability, the greatest on earth to do no work are working harder than most of us right now. There is a mentality. So usually great success and the ability to build passive income does not go with folk who want to lay down. They're different natures. They're different mentalities. The folk who have the brain and the energy, because usually to build passive income, you take the first, just building a YouTube channel. The number one tech reviewer right now is Marquise Brownlee. He's a dark-skinned black man, millions of followers, making a whole lot of money. He's the number one tech reviewer on YouTube. Marquise started in college. He'd built up to over a million followers in college. 
And now he's number one and he's not going to stop ever. There's a mentality that goes along. So the success force of passive income, I'm going to tell you how to get passive income, but it's not the way most of the folk will tell you who charging you for a seminar. I'm going to tell you how to do that. And I'm actually going to use what my son Josie's has told his brothers. Josie's is the son who says, Daddy, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30 years old. He said, but I'm going to still be living at home. <laughs> now, you said, well, how are you going to be a millionaire still living at home? He said, I'm going to be still living at home. I'm going to be still driving my car. And he said, I might buy a slightly upgraded car, but it ain't going to be no super fancy car. <laughs> so Josie's has a plan. And see, and he said, look, now I can do either one or two things. He said, I'm going to buy a house, but I'm going to rent it out. I'm going to stay at home where the rent is free, the utilities is free, <laughs> and no taxes I got to pay. I can take all the money that I would be spending. I'm going to buy a house, rent the house out. But almost, see, this is all in his plan of how he's going to be a millionaire by 30 years old. I've got a friend of mine who has more money, earned money than anyone I know. He's the only person I allowed to stay with me. He lived with me for almost two years. He was a college classmate of mine. He just got millions. He's retired, but he's not retired. He spends hours every day studying investments and the market. He just makes all kind of money. He'll tell James and me all this money he's made. He said, look, man, I bought this stock here at $75. It's now in three days. I sold it for 130 He bought Tesla five months ago when it was $400, and Tesla just hit $2,500. But he stays up his job right now. Even though he's retired, his job, he studies investing, and he investing. And when we go with him on a trip, they got more cash money than anybody. We take a trip together every year. He just got loaded with cash money. We get ready to go to breakfast. He coming downstairs with a Denny's coupon. I said, man, you got all this money. And you coming downstairs with a Denny's coupon for us to get $2 off of breakfast. But then I understood why he got all this money. People who have money have a mentality of saving and investing. People who are in trouble have a mentality of what can I buy. And they try to impress folk. I had lunch with him last week. He drives up 1998 Tahoe. He drives a 1998 Tahoe. And I know without question. See, he just made about $150,000 off Tesla. So I know he can buy any car he wants cash. I mean, he could literally buy a Rolls Royce cash if he wanted to. He could buy any car he wants. He drives up in a 1998 Tahoe. And he says, you know, people ask me all the time about selling them that Tahoe. I won't sell them. It's a classic. It's a classic, and it's paid for. And see, what our mentality is, let me get me a brand new something so I can impress folk. So first of all, sometimes get passive income, we have to have our minds straight because usually the people who want passive income to do no work never get it because they take a massive amount of work to get the passive income to start with. And usually by the time the people who are able to get it, they don't stop working because number one, they're in the mode and number two, they enjoy it. My friend, he just enjoys investing. He enjoys making money, not spending money. And I've been trying to work. I said, look, man, you the same age as I am. We getting on up. You need to enjoy your, spend a little something on yourself. He said, I've been working on it. I've really been working on it. And we're going to lunch the month earlier, and he somehow left, and he had both credit card receipts where, you know, you have the merchant copy and the customer copy. He had both receipts, and he called back to the restaurant once he realized that. And he said, well, I knew how much it was. Because I journal everything I spend in my journal. I said, you do what? You mean you journal how much the lunch was? But that's why he's got more earned money than anybody I know. There's a difference in mentality. So some of you want to say, Pastor, tell me how to get this passive income. You say, first of all, you got to get the mindset for the money. See, many of you think the money comes for the mindset. No, the mindset comes before the money. Now, I want you to be balanced to where 
You're not overly tight. If you want a new car, go buy your new car. I just got me another car. I wish I'd have gone ahead and bought a new car, but I didn't. I bought a three-year-old car because I got this old mentality that sometimes, you know, it is the best value. But I wish I had bought a new car. That's another sermon. I'll tell you about that sometime. But the point is, I want you to get the mindset before you get the money. Now, some of you in here, how I'm going to tell you how to get passive income. To be honest about it, it's too late. I'm just going to be honest with you, too late. So what I'm going to tell you, this is particularly for those of you who are young. A.V., if you would, put the graphic up on the, on the screen. This is a graphic basically that deals with two gentlemen. One of them, as you can see, named Jack and one of them named Blake. Now, Jack started investing at the age of 21. And at the age of 21, he put in $2,400 every year for nine years and stopped at $30. $2,400, that's about $50 a week. Now, this is the program my son Josie's is putting all of his brothers on. He said, if you save $50 a week and if you start at the age of 21 years old and stop saving any more money when you hit 30, so you save for nine years, You put it in a good investment account. You see at the top bar, Jack, when Jack hits the age of retirement, which is around 60 to 65, he will have two and a half million dollars. Now, you can live off two and a half million dollars pretty good because all your stuff going to be paid for. And just the interest off of that alone would give you six figures every year. But you have to start. So this is what Jack did. At 21, he put $50 a week in savings until he was 30. Now, the other gentleman, Blake, Blake didn't start investing until he was 30. He invested that same $50 a week, but he kept it going on every year until he was 67. The first one started at 21. The second one started at 30. The first one invested $50 a week for nine years. The second invested $50 a week for 38 years. At the end, when both of them hit 67, the one who started at 21 had $2.5 million. The one who started at 30 had $1.4 million. Now, $1.4 million doesn't sneeze at. But the point is, this is a virtually guaranteed way for passive income, but folk don't want to do this. You say, well, why do you don't want to do this? They don't want to do this because of this verse. The verse Proverbs 28 and there are actually three verses in Proverbs that deal with this. Proverbs 13:11 says this in the New Living Translation. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Then Proverbs 28:20, 20, the trustworthy person will get a rich reward, but a person who wants quick riches will get into trouble. Proverbs 28:22, greedy people try to get rich quick but don't realize they're headed for poverty. This is the Bible. Most of the things that you're sold in seminars are get-rich-quick schemes, and they rarely work. Now, you'll have an occasional person who just make it, but they rarely work. What I put on the screen, where you start saving, particularly if you are young and you save diligently for a certain period of time and have that in a good investment, that's a guaranteed passive income. But it's not exciting, and it's slow. And most parents will never teach their children this. And they won't teach their children this because they don't know it and do it themselves. There was a message that I preached years ago. I went back and listened to it this morning. It was called the million dollar cell phone. And a lot of people say, well, Pastor, I just can't afford $50 a week. Can't do it. They can't do that. Can't put $50 a week. Mm-mm, too much money. Can't spend $50 a week. But yet you got a $150 cell phone bill. You got an 80 to $100 cable bill. And Lord knows how much them shoes cost. Often our mindset gears us to where we are constantly struggling and we never break out of it. And we want stuff to get rich quick when usually the success when you look at it is slow and it's kind of like dieting. You know, our number one product is a product called the cleaner and people buy it sometimes. Some people buy it for the detox, but some people buy it because they got to lose a lot of weight real quick and they want to go to this party. It's a get healthy quick scheme. And to be honest about it, it takes time for this stuff. It takes time for anything great. But it's like Proverbs talk about we want this get rich quick scheme 
And it just don't work that well. And that's why passive income, it's one of those success forces that so few of our community has because we're in the wrong mindset with stuff. We want to ride and blow everything we've got now without putting a savings program, without investing. And when you build up an investing portfolio, you do make money while you sleep. But it takes time for you to do that. But if you start young and if you teach your children this. So Josie said, look, I want all my brothers to be in good shape when they're older. Because it ain't nothing worse than you getting 60, 70 years old and you broke. Now you can't work as long as you used to because your body is not as strong. You got to get out there and go and you ain't got no money. And especially for people who are entrepreneurs, it gets really risky because oftentimes they have no Social Security. They have no Social Security and no retirement. And then you get old and you're in this mess. So you need to teach your children this. If you're past the 30 to 40 or 50 where you can start this program, you need to teach your children. And you have them start early. And if you have them start saving, by the time they are 50, 60 years old, they've got millions of dollars saved up. And they're going to be economically comfortable and they will have passive income. I can't do $50 a week. Many of you got four or five or six hundred dollar car notes. And if you'd have gotten a two hundred dollar a month car note instead of a four, five, six hundred dollars a car note, you could have easily done it. And they're going to ride just the same. But you don't understand. It's a mindset. Oh, Pastor, I'm riding in a five, six year old car. Folks going to think you ain't got no money. Because it's true, you ain't got none. Because if you had to struggle with that car note, you don't have any. It's absolutely true. You're trying to fool folks. So you need to do some things that will allow you. To truly build passive income. My daddy used to have, it used to be this Smith Barney. They were an investment firm. And they would come on and just be this old actor. And he had this deep, serious voice. He used to play a professor on one of the TV shows. And he would come out and he would say, we make our money the old-fashioned way. We earn it. (laughs) And my father always liked that commercial because now we don't want to earn things. We want it easy. And it's like Proverbs says, the get-rich-quick schemes just don't work. And I did talk to my son on yesterday. We had a long conversation because he was the one who said he wanted passive income. And I had a project for him. And I said, if you put full focus, if you put time, this project has the potential to do what you want. But you got to work like a, Elon Musk said you need to work like H-E-L-L. I said, no, nah, I don't want to use that. So we use, you got to work like a champion. I said, you can do this, and this can produce what you want. But you have to work like a champion for a season. If you work like a champion for a season, if you get this done, you can do what you want to do. A lot of people, they don't even want to put in the season work. They don't want to put in the sweat that it's going to take to do that. So the power of the success force of passive income. We have out in our conference room at the company, we've got the rules of gold from a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. There are seven rules of gold that I'm going to just go over with you right quick. Number one, it says, start thy purse to fattening, save money. And that's the point, that's the $50 a week. Start, this is an old book, but its principles have never changed. Start thy purse to fattening, save money. Number two, control thy expenditures. Don't spend more than you need. You don't need no big old car note. You don't need no big old house note if you can't afford it. Don't spend more than what you can afford. Number three, make thy goal multiply, invest wisely. Number four, guard thy treasures from loss. Avoid investments that sound too good to be true. Invest with those experienced and successful in handling gold. That's a real good principle. Invest with those experienced and successful in handling gold. James handles all of our investments. I can't handle it. Pastor, were you dumb? No, I ain't dumb. I am not what you call risk averse. I'm a gambler. I like big stuff, real fast, real big. I'm just honest about it. That's just me. But you got to know your nature. You have to know your nature. So I'm the kind of just, you know, I'm a gambler. I'm a high-risk adventurer. It's not good. James is more methodical than he can wait. I ain't like that. I mean, let's let roll it. Let's see what this, yeah, it might. And see, I know the stats real good. The probability is this thing going to flop, but if it don't, it's going to be big. <laughs> so I have that nature. So what I've had to do, we're getting ready to do something right now. I'm spearheading, and we're going to put this money behind it. But what I said, I said, look, I know 
the logical probability of this is 95%. This thing going to lose all this money. It's a 95% probability it's going to lose all the money. I said, but if it don't, if it don't, it's going to be big. It's going to be big. So basically what we had to do, Jane, said, look, this is how much we can afford to lose out of the investment pot. We can lose this on your idea that ain't likely going to come to pass, but if it does come to pass, it's going to be big. So you got to make sure that you're partnered with somebody with some sense and with some control, and they got some money. See, that's the first rule that will tell you how smart they are if they got some money. My daddy always used to say, I have so much stuff from my father. That, yeah, he always said, look, before you go ask me about my business, how you doing? And that's a real good way of analyzing. Don't take monetary advice from anybody who broke. Now, Pastor, you ought not to say it. Yes, I ought to say that too. Because that's a principle. Don't take monetary advice from anybody who's broke. They're going to have plenty of time to give you advice. But you take your advice from somebody who got some money and they can tell you how to get yours. That's just a principle that I've never seen fail. Take your advice from someone who has success. Don't you invest with somebody who's not experienced and successful in handling gold. Number five, make up by dwelling a profitable investment. Basically what it's saying is always own where you live. Always own where you live. Most value or wealth in the average American family is in the house itself. Don't pay rent on where you live. And my daddy drilled that thing into us so we don't rent any commercial property. We own the buildings where our businesses are. We own the houses where we live. We just rent adverse. Now, sometimes if you're only going to be somewhere for a short period of time, that's fine. But you should always own where you live. But you never live up to your limit. Don't you look at what the bank said they're going to lend me. Because whenever you get to figure what the bank said they're going to lend you, this is what they're saying. This is the amount that we will lend you so you stay in a constant strain every month. That's what the limit of the bank is. So when you borrow to your limit, you're going to be in a constant strain every single month. You always want to buy something that's below what you can actually strain to afford. Because that, that's the way the bank figure it. They figure it on what you can strain to afford. So if they say you can afford $300,000, you don't buy more than 220 or 230. That way you will be comfortable and you won't be up to your limit because a banker is not interested in you getting out of debt. They make money from you when you stay in debt and when you keep paying for the thing. That's how they get rich. So these are just some principles, and that was principle number five. Make sure you own your home. Number six, ensure a future income. Protect yourself with life insurance. Now, if you buy yourself, you don't need life insurance. Because if you die and it's just you, you don't need life insurance. But if you got a family and you got somebody depending on you, you need life insurance because stuff happens. Stuff just happens. And you'll be surprised how many funerals we deal with where folk die and ain't no money to bury them. So you need to make sure you have life insurance. Number seven, improve thy ability to earn. Strive to become wiser and more knowledgeable. Keep learning. Keep learning about investments or however you want to do. You got to keep your knowledge expanding. I still read and study. My goal is two hours a day, so I still keep learning. I actually studied more now than I did when I was in college. Keep learning. It changes your mentality. It'll elevate you to different things. Always keep your knowledge growing. Now, I've talked about passive income in terms of money, but there's another passive income that's far greater than that, and that's spiritual. Jesus says simply this, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasure in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be also. See, the true passive income is your treasure in heaven. Even if you save that $50 a week, and even at the age of 60, you're able to just stop working and have all this money. The odds are you're not going to live but another 20, 30, maybe even 40 years. So all of that that you have worked for in 20, 30, or 40 years, you ain't going to have. Now, maybe you'll be able to leave it in inheritance, but you won't have it because you won't be here. But the money that you put in your treasure in heaven will last you 
far longer than 20, 30, or 40 years. That is an eternal passive income, but folks don't think about that. And what you do here will determine your reward there, but your reward there is eternal. Your reward here is temporal. It's time limited. And it goes by real fast and it's real short. But your reward in heaven is the greatest of the passive income rewards. Now, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in heaven, to be honest. I don't know whether it's work up there or not because Jesus didn't describe it. So I don't know whether I'm going to be working or just laying around the pool all day long. I don't know. But I do know it's worth it for me to put the investment here because just like I mentioned about that thermometer, when I get to the gates or when I got to get to the judgment and I want to put my head there to see, I want that light to be green. I don't want it beeping red and they say, no, you too hot. You got to go to the other place. I don't want mine beeping red. I want it beeping green. That is the greatest of the passive incomes is your treasure in heaven. So what I've talked about most of the day, just some practical stuff. Because money is a real concern among Christians. And many of us, when we hit our later years, we're not economically prepared at all. And we go through life with this struggle, constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to impress folk. And it keeps our money all messed up. And it should not be. So learn, study. You can make passive income, but don't go into it thinking you're going to make it easy. Go into it prepared to fight and to work. And if you do that, for sometimes what is quite a long season, a long season. I can not work now, but I worked seven years in the company before I got my first check. James worked four years before, before he got his first check. So you got to put in some time with this stuff. It's not easy. That's why Proverbs said those who are looking for money for get rich quick going to generally end up in poverty. It takes some time to do this stuff. Take some energy, take some effort, and you have to do it the right way. Hang around somebody, ask somebody, study somebody who has already successfully done it. Don't follow a broke crowd. Simple as that. Who you hang around going to determine where you go. Simple as that. So people, I want to pray a blessing right now just over your money and your future money. Dear Heavenly Father, right now, Father, I want you to open up the windows of heaven for the people within the sound of my voice who are able to receive it, for some are not able to receive it. For those who are able to receive it, Father, I pray right now the opening of the windows of heaven. And Father, I pray right now that when you bless them, let them not forget where the blessing came from. And Father, those right now, there are some who may not even deserve it right now. Father, I just pray for grace. Grace in the arena of finance that you shall pour upon them blessings that they have not room enough to receive. But, Father, I pray right now that you enlarge their minds, enlarge their spirits, enlarge their room to receive. In thy son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I'm just hearing God speak for Prophet Dexter to close us out for today. Maybe he got a word from, I don't know what it is. But anyway, I'm just hearing Prophet Dexter to close us out for today. And may your money and your life and your spirit be blessed. Hallelujah. I was sitting listening. Amen. Because I wished I had have done that 10 years ago. You know, sometimes you just sit and you think about things that pastor talks about and speaks about. You don't realize you wasted a lot of time. And so what I'm going to commit to myself is to do what I said I was going to do 10 years ago. That very same thing. Amen. And set aside a portion. Amen. Not just for me, but for my children. And see, I have life insurance. So I, my kids will be fine. But I want to leave more than just life insurance. I want to leave a legacy. I want to leave something that they can say, my dad thought of me, amen, above and beyond, just like our Heavenly Father thinks of us each and every day as he pours and pours and pours and continuously pours into our lives. It's amazing how much he loves us, and we don't even realize it sometimes. We take him for granted. I include myself. We take him for granted. 
at times we don't even realize, we don't even say, thank you, God. We don't say, good morning, God. We don't say, good afternoon, Father. We don't say, good night. Amen. But if we love someone and we love the one who created us, we should always keep him in our hearts and our minds. Amen. It doesn't take much. Amen. He knows the hustle and bustle of this world. He understands it. He sent his son back to, so he could understand. That's why Jesus came back to understand what we deal with. That's why he took on human form to understand the stressors, the game, the game of life. So he knows it all. Amen. He's done it all. Amen. But ultimately he did it for us. And so I challenge each and every one of you under the sound of my voice. Amen. If it's not $50 a week, whatever you can afford at this point now, start small. But watch him give it back to you a hundredfold. Watch him open doors and pour out blessings that you won't have room enough to receive. There are several of you who are struggling from week to week trying to pay bills. Trust him. Amen. Even if you're not investing tithe, give your 10%. Amen. We don't speak about tithing a whole lot here. Amen. But give your 10% and watch God move in that direction. Watch him open doors up so you can invest. Amen. But ultimately, give your time spiritually. Even if you don't have a dime in your pocket, if you trust God and you wake up each and every morning thanking him, each and every afternoon thanking him, each and every night thanking him for what he's done for you, he will change your physical finances. Hallelujah. If there's anyone here right now under the sound of my voice, you need to just commit to God, first of all, spiritually, come down now that we may pray for you. You know you haven't been doing things accordingly. If you know that's you, come down here. Watch God move on you. Watch God change some of the very things that you have been questioning him about. Even the home, as soon as you walk, he brought back to my remembrance about your home. He's going to expand your territory because you heard what pastor said today. You already started mapping it out in your head, in your mind of what you can do above and beyond what you're already doing. And God's going to meet you. Each and every time you do it, he's going to meet you there. He's going to bring about change and your very household is going to change. Your very dynamic, even some of your thought process, he's going to change it. Come on. Anyone else? Hey Amen. If you want to make this your church home, the doors of the church are open now. Hey Amen. To receive you. Amen. To be a part of this body of believers. Uh, Prophet Dexter, as you're praying over that, I'm hearing God speak that for those who want a blessing over their money and an anointing on their money, but only those who are willing to be in covenant with God with their money. And that means you're willing to return the tithe back into the house of God. I want the brothers to pray over you. We've got a this season with money has been extreme. You know, this has been some of the worst economic times in the U.S., and we're doing some of the best we've ever done. There's a protection and a grace and a blessing that has been over us that's strong. And I want to pray over you, but not if you ain't going to be obedient, because I won't do that. So for those who want just us to pray over your money, but you make a vow that when you see God move, that you will be faithful with the return. And that's the challenge that we have so many times. We just won't be faithful with that return. 
and God will bless us and we see all this stuff coming and then I know what you did, man. I got stuff I want to buy with this. And we just won't be faithful with return. And that's why I'm honest with you about stuff. And you all know I've never been on salary here. I don't get a penny. So what you put money in, it's not going to change my income one iota. This is something I do for the love of God and for the love of people. So you know I'm not jabbing you about this. But I believe it because I've seen it in my own world so much. I've just seen it. So I've seen both ends of this thing. I have seen the blessings, but I've also seen them disobedient folk. I've seen them curses. And the curse does not causeless come, neither the blessing. It's a reason behind this stuff. So that's why I say, do not get us to pray over you and you see God move in your life and then you change your mind. So it's as simple as that. There's a principle that goes along with giving. And it's not just a spiritual principle. It's even a psychological principle. When you study the psychology of it, people who are givers and people who are volunteers are happier. They live longer. They're healthier. There's a whole basket load of benefits that come with it but we want to pray over you because right now the blessing is flowing on us here i mean it's been some stuff lord i don't even know how you i can't even explain this stuff and we've had some increases that honestly we just couldn't even explain we had customers calling and and i had to talk with the credit card company yesterday because we had customers who were ordering so much our credit card processor couldn't handle it they said, you're going to place an order. They want to order how much? This is way over the normal limit. I said, yeah, but that's the order. Said, you got to send us the invoices. We sent them all the invoices. Woo! I see what God means when he said, I'll pour you out a blessing. You ain't got room in the, Our credit card processor wouldn't even process. The order was so big, they didn't even want to process it. So God can bless you, but can he trust you? See, there's no question about he can bless you. The question is, can he trust you? And that's a serious question. That's why I'm transparent with most of my stuff. Now, some personal stuff, I ain't going to tell you. But most of my stuff, I'm pretty transparent with. I struggle with a lot of stuff. But I see without question, when I am obedient, there are blessings that I didn't even figure on that come from this stuff. It just does. So we want to pray over you. I want Prophet Dexter, he made a call. But we made a call for those of you who want your money blessed. And what I want to do, I don't want anybody else to come down. I did this once before, but I reached in my wallet and I gave everybody some money. And I told you, don't spend that money. Keep that money. You'll never be broke. Is there anybody here that I gave money to and you still have it? You got yours? All right. If I gave it to you before, I don't want to give it to you again. Now, some folk I gave it to, they done spent it. And that's why I said, can he trust you with it? And you know, people, I don't have some experience with this stuff. I remember once it was a situation. God spoke to him and said, give this person some money. But tell them to only use this money for their business. Don't use it for anything but their business. I gave him the money. And God just spoke to me one morning in my prayer about two months later. He said, they're going to use that for something else. I called him up. I said, look, the money that I gave you, that God told me to give you, have you used that for anything other than your business? Well... Well, I said, look, you didn't have the money. Out of the blue, God says, I'm giving you this money. Don't use it for anything other. You didn't have the money. You weren't expecting the money. Why couldn't you just do what God told you to do with the money? And I knew from right then, God couldn't trust him. So it's not a matter of can he bless you. It's a matter of can he trust you with the blessing. And that's a deep question because a lot of us can't handle these blessings. We can't. We can't handle the blessing. What that movie comes to man, you can't handle the truth. Some of us can't handle the blessing. Now, one of the things about it, I gave blood recently. When you give blood at the Red Cross, they do run the COVID antibody test. So I have no antibodies in my body, which means either I've never been exposed or he's gone. But I want to be because I could have picked some up yesterday. So we want to be in full compliance. Now, I don't know how much money I got in my wallet, but what I am going to do is pray over this money and give it to you, and I'm going to start going from front to back, and if I run out, I just run out. That's the advantage of being down front. (laughs) So 
do not spend this money. You may have to put your mark on it or whatever. Do not spend this money. May your money be blessed. Now, money right now, you know, because of the COVID crisis, most of the stuff is going to what's called touchless. When Jesus said filthy lucre, he wasn't kidding. Money is one of the germiest things you can touch, period. But ain't nobody throwing it away. (laughs) But when Jesus said filthy lucre, it had a truth on a lower level and a truth on a higher level. So I'm praying over your money. You're going to have to make the point of whether you're going to be faithful and whether God can trust you. I'm just going to pray over your money because once I give it to you, it's your money. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. Now, I got my money all ordered from higher to lower. These are 20s, but it's going to get down to 10s. (laughs) May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. I'm going to have to ask my brothers to come down after because my money is going to run out soon. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. (laughs) May your money be blessed. You got it from May your money be blessed. Now, see, now, now I know I gave a whole lot more than three folk money. And only three folk got that money. So that's why I said, can God trust you people? That's a serious question. May your money be even more blessed. I have a special wallet that's given to me by wisdom. I carry it every Sunday. Amen. Every Sunday. Amen. Still got that money in there. May your money be blessed. Amen. And she still got it. May your money be blessed. 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 These 20s holding up pretty good. See, I'm not sure whether I had more than I thought or whether I got a magic wallet. Amen. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. May your, that going down to, but that's all right. Amen. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. May your money be blessed. Still got yours. Amen. May your money be more blessed. May your money be 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 blessed. Down to fives. Amen. May your money be down to ones. Amen. That's all right. May your money be blessed. It doesn't matter what the denomination is. See, when God multiplies, if you start with a dollar and tomorrow you got two, then four, then eight, then 16, 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, 1024, 2048, then 4096. When God multiplies it, it doesn't matter what you start with. It matters if you're faithful to what he has given you and what you agree with. So people, I really believe some of you are going to start seeing some differences and some manifestations. Can he trust you? Can he trust you. That's really what this boils down to. Can he trust you? Now, for those of you who are watching the stream, you can't get any physical money, but I want to send the blessing to you. May your money be blessed. When God can trust you, he can give you so much more when he can trust you with what he's already granted you. Amen. 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 Where where are you standing? We're going to close. It's done. Whatever you ask God for, it's done. Wait a minute, prophet, I want to, may your money be blessed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Did everybody get one that came down? Okay. Yeah, I think everybody got it who came down, and if it didn't come down, they ain't supposed to get it. Did you not get any? Oh, okay. Yes. We allow the time this money. You see that question? His question was, is he allowed to tithe this money? 
What I would say to you on that, if you got the money, don't use that money. But yeah, offer that. Yes, absolutely. And this is the principle. See, because number one, definitely the money today you didn't earn. Yeah, you didn't earn the money today. This was a grace gift straight from God's leading. So the money today you didn't earn. Now, some of us, we think that we work and we earn and we become successful because of our own abilities. But that just ain't true. God has so much hand in all success. So when you understand that, yes, you want to give back. So even out of this, it has been granted to you today. I am sorry for missing you. May your money be blessed. Amen. And then you know something? Now I want to show you how much is left in my wallet. Look, do you see that? It went down to the last bill. I mean, to the last person. That's what I'm saying. So there are no accidents. So when I felt the leading, and I'm thinking to myself, I ain't going to have enough for everybody. It went down. Now look, there's nothing else in my wallet. It went down to the very last bill. God has always got your supply. It ain't God's problem. It ain't God running short. If we can be trusted and if we can be faithful. So that lets you know the money that you have was ordained and destined. What you going to do with it? Absolutely. Well, no, not that money. You need to keep that money with you at all times. So if you got a 20, you take another 20. That money in particular is blessed that you need to always have with you because sometimes there's just an anointing that flows on the paper of it. The paper ain't worth nothing, but the anointing is. So you want to keep that particular bill with you all day. You put your little mark folder, however you want to do it, and you will never be broke. Even if it's just a dollar, you will never be broke. People, that was the bills to the person. To the person. God knows. Amen. 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 We're not going to prolong time. Amen. God has done exactly what he wanted to do. It is done. Amen. <laughs> That's another. This is the first we've run over. Since the pandemic began, this is the first we have run over. It take a little bit longer to get your money in your hand. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Bow your heads. Father God, we thank you right now for wisdom, oh God. Oh God, for sound wisdom, oh God, for hearing from you, oh God, and the ability to do what you have told us to do after you tell us, oh God. We thank you right now, God, for growth. We thank you right now, God, for, for knowledge, oh God, for purpose, oh God. And right now, God, each and every one standing here in this building, oh God, as they leave this place, but never from your presence, oh God, increase their territory, oh God. Change destinies right now, God. Oh God, lift them up spiritually, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. You are listening to BrothersoftheWord.com. This was part 20 of the series titled, Success Forces, subtitled, Passive Income, by, Nathaniel Bronner. This sermon is number 5889, that's 5889, to listen to thousands of free sermons or to send this sermon number 5889 to a friend, go to BrothersoftheWord.com. If this message has been a blessing to you, and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often, because brother, you, need, the word. Oh, brothers of the word.